Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Grace to All with Paul Gray. I want to ask you this morning, what is it that determines what something is worth? How do you determine what something's worth? Well, I'm going to give you a personal example. Back in 1982, my wife and I were at liberty. That's what we say in the music business when it means you're without a job. We were at liberty, and we had an opportunity to start a little business. It was going to cost us $2,000. I don't know what that might be. That it would be $10,000 a day. I don't know. But we didn't have the $2,000. And I got a call. I call these God incidences. I got a call just out of the blue one day saying, Mr. Gray, you don't know me, but I understand you have a baseball card collection. And I thought, I do. And I remembered, well, I got a shoebox full of baseball cards. And I said, well, yeah, I guess so. I do know now how he found out I had those. It's another story, a very unique story. But at any rate, he said, well, I might be interested in buying those. Could I come over and take a look? And I said, well, sure. So we make an appointment. He comes over in a few hours and he looks at him and he said, well, uh, what do you want for these? And I said, $2,000. I didn't tell him, but that's what we needed to start that business. So it was worth it to me to get $2,000 for him. And he said, okay. I realized now I could have got a lot more. I actually had uh, rookie cards of Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and Mickey Mantle, a couple each of those, as well as many others from the early 1950s. This guy was starting a baseball card memorabilia store. Of course, he bought those for $2,000, and he may have sold several of those individual cards for more than $2,000. They're worth what someone will pay for them. How you determine what something is worth is by what somebody will pay for it. Now, I want to pick up where I left off some podcast to go. I've had several interviews in between, but in one of those podcasts, I started us going through Ephesians chapter one. And I'm going to pick up with Ephesians chapter one, verse eight. And I'm titling this, the you Jesus knows, because Jesus knows what you're worth. And I'll start with verse eight in Ephesians one in the mirror translation. The apostle Paul says, God's grace shown towards us communicates a wisdom and discernment of our worth that completely surpasses any human definition. God's grace shown towards us communicates a wisdom and discernment of our worth that completely surpasses any definition. Now, we know that from Scripture— the Old Testament, that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That doesn't mean exactly, literally a thousand hills. That was a Hebrew idiom at the time that meant more hills than anybody could possibly count. 
like an infinite number of hills. We also know from Old Testament scripture that God owns the earth and everything in it. They're all his. He owns the whole universe. So what was God willing to pay for you to know your worth? What was he willing to pay for you to find out how much he loves you and likes you and enjoys you and has already included you into his family? He was willing to pay his most valuable asset, which was his very life. God himself, in the form of Jesus Christ, came and spent his life, if you will, to show us what we're worth. And that worth never fails, never fades. It's always there. So we're going on now here in Ephesians 1 verse 9. Paul says, the secret is out. His cherished love dream now unfolds in front of of our very eyes. The secret is out. I love how Baxter Kruger says that. He says, the cat's out of the bag, and the cat is the lion of Judah. It's another Hebrew name for Jesus. Verse 10, in the economy of the fullness of time, everything culminates in Christ. All that is in heaven and all that is on earth is reconciled in Christ. Jesus is the consummation of the ages. That's a staggering verse right there. Everything on heaven and on earth is reconciled to each other and to God in Christ. And that happened at the cross. All human history consummates in Christ. Everything that exists in heaven and on earth shall find its perfection and fulfillment in Christ. Another version says, all that is in heaven... All that is on earth is summed up into Christ. You find your perfection and your fulfillment in Christ. You find how much you're worth in Christ, not from reading words about God in a book, any book, including scripture. You find out how much you're worth through the teacher in you, the Holy Spirit of Christ, grace revealing to you how much you're worth. That's the only way you find out. Verse 11, this is how we fit into God's picture. Christ, God himself, is the measure of our portion. We are in Christ. Now, this is everybody. This is not just Christians. This is not just somebody that says the magic prayer, has their first communion, or takes their confirmation class. No, he's already said earlier in Ephesians chapter 1 that Everybody, God put everyone in Christ before he ever created us, before he ever created the foundation of the earth. If you don't like that message, don't hate me. I'm just the messenger. That's just what God says, all right? This is how we fit into God's picture. Christ, God himself, is the measure of our portion. We are in him, invented and defined in him. God's blueprint intention is on exhibition in us. Everything he accomplishes is inspired by the energy and intent of his affection. He engineered us from the start to fit the mold of sonship and likeness according to the exact blueprint of his design. We see the original and intended shape of our lives preserved in Jesus. He's the firstborn from the same womb that reveals our genesis. He confirms that we are the invention of God. God invented us. 
Father, Son, Holy Spirit dreamed us up and created us before they created anything else. Paul goes on to say, now he's a Jew. He says it was our initial privilege as Jews to cherish the messianic hope. Our lives in Christ were destined to prophetically promote the celebration of his glorious plan with mankind. Now he says, you Gentiles, which is everybody else who's not Jewish, also have discovered yourselves to be equally included in Christ, having witnessed the unveiled logic of God. What exciting news! Your salvation is publicly announced. Your salvation is announced. You don't earn it. You don't merit it. You don't ask for it. You don't try to get God to give it to you. You don't ask Jesus to come into your heart. Now, you may have asked Jesus to come into your heart. You may have said the magic prayer and then at that time realized who you already are, but there's nothing you can do to get your salvation, which means totally made whole in every way. Nothing you can do to get it because God already did it. He didn't leave anything to chance. He knew we weren't very good at that. So he just did it before he created anything. Consistent with the promise of God, the Holy Spirit gives guarantee to the fact of your faith, like the stamp of a signet ring that certifies a document. You are in Christ. Verse 14, the Holy Spirit is our tangible link to the inheritance that was ransomed and preserved for us. The inheritance that was ransomed and preserved for us. We have God's inheritance. We inherit God and everything God has. Gets better than that. God's glorious plan for mankind is the theme of our celebration. Verse 15, Paul says, I'm sure you could appreciate how the news of your faith and love greatly inspires me. He said, I'm so happy for you. My thoughts and prayers are full of you. And that's true of me. The news of your faith and your love no matter where you are in your faith journey, even if you haven't believed anything yet that's already true about you, greatly encourages me because I know you will. Verse 17, I desire, Paul says, that you will draw directly from the source, that's the Holy Spirit, the living word of God in you, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, kindles within you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the unveiling of his master plan. He says, I long for you to know by revelation what God has known about you all along. You will know as you have always been known. The only way you can know who you are, who your real self is, who God made you to be, and who God says you are, is for the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you. You can read those words and hear those words, but it'll be gobbledygook to you until Christ in you reveals to you, yes, that's true. If you haven't believed that yet, I ask you just to ask Jesus, say, Jesus, are you in me? You will hear him say, I am. And if you don't hear him say anything, Jesus, why am I not hearing you? And he will tell you. All right. He says, I pray that your thoughts will be flooded with light, pure light, no darkness, and inspired insight that you will clearly picture God's intent in identifying you in him so that you may know how precious you are to him. What God possesses in your redeemed innocent is his treasure 
and the glorious trophy of his inheritance. You are God's inheritance. God is all-powerful. Do you think God would leave his inheritance up to chance? (laughs) No. I pray that you will be overwhelmed with an understanding of the magnitude of his power in the finished work of Christ. This is what results in the dynamic of your faith. Francois, the author here, says, This denotes an action which is completed in the past, but the effects of which are regarded as continuing into the present. It happened at one time. It's continuing on to now and will forever. Verse 20, Apostle Paul says, Do you want to measure the mind and muscle of God? Consider the force which he unleashed in Jesus Christ when he raised him from the dead and forever seated him, enthroned as his executive authority in the reign of heavens. Jesus is God's right hand of power. He was raised up from the deepest dungeons of human despair to the highest region of heavenly bliss, and we were raised up with him. Infinitely above all the combined forces of rule, authority, dominion, or governments, he is ranked superior to any name that could ever be given to anyone of this age or any age still to come in the eternal future. And folks, this this is absolutely such good news. Once you grasp it, if you haven't yet, you're literally going to jump for joy. Verse 22, Paul says, I want you to see this. He subjected all these powers under his feet. He towers head and shoulders above everything. He is the head. He subjected all the city and county and state, local, national, worldwide powers under his feet. He's over all. Verse 23, everyone is called out, called out of the darkness of religion, the world's doctrinal system of darkness. All of us called out ones, and we are all called out, are the body of Christ. The completeness of his being that fills all in all resides in us. God cannot make himself more visible or exhibit himself more accurately. Folks, this is a done deal, and it's a really, really, really good done deal. Now, I'm going to summarize for you, and if you'd like to have a copy of this, send me a message personal message me on Facebook or on YouTube if you're watching this or or however. Uh, By the way, if you're watching on YouTube or listening as a podcast, be sure and subscribe. Hit like. The subscriptions and the number of people that like something drives the algorithm. So when somebody searches something like your worth in Christ, this will come up much quicker. So it helps spread the good word. All right. I'm going to summarize for you Everything, and, and I'm sure I'm missing a lot of it because Scripture has is multifaceted. I'm going to summarize for you in about seven minutes what all God says in this one chapter, Ephesians 1, about the you that Jesus knows. Here we go. Now, this is who Jesus knows. He doesn't know your false self or your ego or your flesh or the you. He, he doesn't know the false you. Yeah, he can see you. He can see the things you can do. He understands that you don't yet know him, but that's a false entity to him. That's not the you that lasts forever. That's not your spirit, the real you. Jesus knows the real you. Jesus knows, these are all just from one little chapter, Ephesians 1. Jesus knows the you, God knows the you, that is a saint. Now, 
this is all God's opinion, not mine. Jesus knows the you who knows that you are a son and daughter of God. Jesus knows the you that God has already, before the beginning of the ages, before the creation of the world, lavished every single blessing that heaven has on you. Jesus knows the you who knows you're in Christ, and you have been since before creations, before mankind fell into religious darkness. Jesus knows the you who knows God's mind is made up about you. Jesus knows the you who knows that God has already known you. Jesus knows the you who knows God has always, always loved you unconditionally. Jesus knows the you who knows that God keeps you in God's blameless innocence. Jesus knows the you who knows that you were and will be again face-to-face with Jesus, Papa, and Grace. Jesus knows the you who knows that God is the architect of your design. Jesus knows the you who knows that you are God's dream. This is the you that God knows. Sometimes we think, well, you know, if somebody knew everything about me, they wouldn't even like me. Or we think, well, if God knew everything about me, as if he didn't, uh, he wouldn't like me. No, this is what God knows about you. These are things that you may not even know or two. God knows the you who knows that God is the architect of your design. God knows the you who knows that you are God's dream. God knows the you who knows that you have come of age in Christ. God knows the you who knows you have been, are, and always will be graced by God. God knows the you who knows you are greatly endeared, caused to be loved by God. God knows the you who knows that you are highly favored by God. God knows the you who knows you are loved by Papa, just like he loves Jesus. God knows the you who knows you're fully represented in Christ. God knows the you who knows your redemption is secure. God knows the you who knows you're forgiven. God knows the you who knows that your wealth is equal to God's grace. God knows the you who knows that God commits his wisdom and discernment of our worth, which is so great that it completely surpasses any human definition. God knows the you who is seeing and experiencing God's cherished love dream unfolding in front of your very eyes. God knows the you who knows that you are reconciled to God in Christ and knows everybody else is the same. God knows the you who knows that Christ is the measure of your portion. God knows the you who knows that you are in Christ, invented in Christ, defined in Christ. God knows the you who knows that God's blueprint intention is on exhibition in you. God knows the you who knows that God is accomplishing everything he inspires in you by the energy and intent of his affection. God knows the you who knows that you were destined to prophetically promote the celebration of his glorious plan in mankind. God knows the you who has discovered yourself to be equally included in him. God knows the you who knows that your salvation has been publicly announced. God knows the you who knows that the Holy Spirit guarantees your faith. God knows the you who knows the Trinity is your source. God knows the you who knows by revelation what God has always known about you. God knows the you whose thoughts are flooded with light and inspired insight. God knows the you who knows how precious you are to him. God knows the you who knows you are God's asset and the measure of his wealth. God knows the you who understands beyond all comparison the magnitude of his mighty power at work in you. God knows the you who knows how enormously advantaged you are in Christ. God knows the you who knows you have the same mighty power at work in you that raised Christ from the dead. God knows the you who knows you're the bride and body of Christ. God knows the you 
who knows the completeness of God's being resides in you. God knows the you who knows you are the epitome of the visibility of God and you represent him accordingly. Now, how is anybody going to know who they are and what Papa, Jesus, and Grace are really like unless someone like you who has heard from the living word of God and who knows and experiences his revelation of their unconditional love, grace, and inclusion for all people tells them. See, that's what the Apostle Paul did when he wrote this letter to the church in Ephesus. He spoke their language. He was alive when he wrote this to them. They read this when he was alive. He was in the same culture, the same time. The words that he wrote, they knew what they meant. Now, the words that were written in Scripture, most of the time we don't have any clue of what they meant because they were written 2,000 years ago to a different people in a different culture that had a different language than we do, uh, that didn't know anything about the Internet or airplanes or telephones or television or movies or anything else. We know that stuff, and we can relate to people who are alive today who know us, and we speak their same language and their same dialect sometimes even, all of that. So we who know, because the Holy Spirit of Christ in us has revealed us, we know who we are and who everybody else is. We know what God thinks of them, what God knows is true about them, and we can tell them. How cool is that? Oh, by the way, that's what I'm doing right now. And now you have the opportunity to do exactly the same thing to those whom you know. It's a pretty cool deal. Hey, Thanks for being with me, everybody. This is Paul Gray saying, love you all. See you all next time on Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.